This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories, focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. Is your access to information you need to make good decisions for you and your family in jeopardy? I'm National Press Club member David Melendi. I've wondered what we the people are doing to guard against risks that range from efforts by those in power to conceal and distract from anything that reflects poorly on them or what they're doing to hostile foreign governments trying to unravel the fabric of American democracy. So I sought out folks visiting popular attractions in the nation's capital and around the Chesapeake Bay area to ask about their practices and concerns as news consumers. I had the pleasure of speaking with lots of people from all over the country, from places such as these, just to name a few. Baltimore. Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Boise, Idaho. Washington, D.C. Pennsylvania. Sparrows Point, Maryland. Folkestone, Georgia. St. Louis, Missouri. Vancouver, Washington. Baltimore. Broughton, Virginia. Maryland. I found their answers both interesting and enlightening, and thought you might too. This podcast gives them a voice about the news media, how they view it, and how they use it. Here are some of their answers to my questions. First of all, do you have a newspaper subscription? I don't. We don't. I do not. Yes. Yes, too. No. Uh, no, I do not. Uh, no, not at the moment. We do. No. We do. I have an online subscription to Wall Street Journal. Where I don't you? get the print. I do. No. So, apparently, some folks like to sit down with a cup of coffee and peruse newspapers, as I do, while others do not. As for those others, you might notice a pretty common refrain in their preferred sources of news and information. On the computer. The Internet. Typically, the Internet. Websites. Uh, online. Uh, mostly from online. Uh, internet. <laughs> In uh, uh, internet websites, and uh, we get some information from the magazine, from the local magazines. Yeah. Um, social media and news app on my phone. Well, there you have it. A lot of people get their news from the internet. No surprise there, is there? But the internet covers a lot of ground with a lot of news to choose, and some of those sources are more reliable than others. It's interesting, though, that even many of those who don't have a subscription for the print edition of their favorite newspaper still read it online and rely on mainstream broadcast news as well. From Wall Street Journal Online, CNN.com, that's pretty much, that's my main focus. And then word of mouth. Google.com and YouTube. (laughs) We get most of the information from there. BBC News, New York Times, we're kind of just all over the place. Um, I don't know, kind of variety. I read the news, I watch CNN, I watch a little bit of Fox, I watch, I want to get all sides of the thing before I could make up my own mind. NPR, CNN, uh, New York Times, DC, Post. Google Feed is a good one for us. Websites, CNN, New York Times. CNN for news, typically CNN, pretty much internet as well. Facebook, Google, Yahoo, all those types of... Just pretty much what I come across. I get my newspaper on the, on the line, on the computer. The New York Times, Washington Post, and sometimes the, the, the LA Times. So I try to get the, all three coasts. 
Now the tougher issue, trust. Do people trust those sources and the journalists who sometimes put their lives at risk and even give their lives to research, investigate, and verify the facts in producing that news, whether it ends up in print, on the air, or on the Internet? Sometimes. It just depends on what you're reading. Yes. Yes. I I do, and I think my concerns that I have about uh, bias or what have you, I, I'm aware of going into my reading material. I do, but I'm always very careful. I scrutinize what I hear. I don't take the word to be correct. Yes, very much. Um, <laughs> no, not well, truthful by their perspective with their agenda. So, um, reading it with a grain of salt, so to speak. Yeah. About half of it, I would say. Um, for the most part. No. <laughs> because I found that a lot of it is opinion-based and not fact-based. Yes. I would like to say yes, but not, not, I can't say for sure. No, I do not. I think the press has a tendency to manipulate information just, you know, for ratings, let's be honest. I trust some of the news. I do, yeah. Okay, so they're discerning news consumers. Does that mean they try to confirm that what they see or hear is true? I do, if it's something of interest to me. I will uh, listen to uh, commentaries from, you know, sources on television. I will uh, read other um, publications, you know, news publications. I I think it's an individual's responsibility to sort through all the garbage and make up their own mind. Um, sometimes. Depends on how interested in the topic I am how important the topic is to me. Verify the truth. Well, um, checking multiple sources um, around an event or um, topic is a good way to go about it. Uh, Truthful to the extent that I uh, do my own investigation and do other resources as well. Um, sometimes I'll read multiple things just to see if it's right, but I think you kind of you can see when there's wrong information. Like things that just don't add up on an article. Absolutely, yes. Otherwise... You're being led by the nose. You got to be able to think. You got to be able to read. You got to be able to understand what is false and not. There's nuances in all types of information, correct? I limit my sources to publications that I find to be reputable and established. And are they concerned about disinformation intended to influence what they believe and stir up anger and divisiveness? Yes, of course. Yes. I think it's out there, yeah, for sure. I think people just need to go to multiple sources and be objective in their thinking. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important that people not trust any one source. I think there's always a concern. I don't know if I consider it a threat, but there's there's certainly a concern of that. Yes, yes. For sure. Definitely around elections. Yep, uh, making people vote for stuff uh, for the wrong reasons. Yes. I think a lot of times you're influenced by what you see on social media and through the media and that can kind of make you feel one-sided by what you see the most it's kind of like marketing yes there's a lot of people depend on the internet as their sole source of information and i think that's the wrong way to go because anybody can say anything about anything at any time about anybody. Uh, I think if you take everything you see off the internet 
uh, and believe it right away, then uh, you should be worried about it. Oh, yeah, of course this is a major concern. Um, I mean, um, disinformation has already been an issue in the Internet even before, um, and in the news, even before this whole Russian... um, uh, conspiracy stuff. Not likely. No, I do. Always a fear of intrusion of any type, even look uh, national. You know, own the country. There can be you no know, inclusion of people trying to influence your ideas through social media or through the newspaper. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Do you think a free press is important for America? I do. Extremely important. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Essential. Essential. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of free press. Oh, definitely, yes. I think that is very important. By all means, yes, because we, without information, how how we function together in a society, we have to have information. We don't live in a bubble, and if you, so you, we need to have that information. Uh, very much so. Very much so. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're a self-governed country, and I think we were never intended to be a country governed by a political class. We're supposed to be citizen legislators, and we we need to get back to that a little bit more. And um, if we're not informed, we're going to let other people make decisions for us, and it's we're all going to be unhappy about it. And I think we can see some of that manifesting right now. As I said, I found what these folks had to say both interesting and enlightening. You can add encouraging to that, too. Because of their strong support and belief in the need for a free press, with shared values in defending the foundations of our democracy. Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandeis wrote that sunlight is the best disinfectant. Its cleansing effect exposes crime and corruption to keep the government accountable. As Chicago Evening Post journalist and humorist Finley Peter Dunn wrote in the late 1800s, quote, the job of the newspaper is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, end quote. Think about that for a minute. Maybe it'll give you a chuckle. But in the more sobering words of Thomas Jefferson, quote, were it left to me to decide whether we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government, I should not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter, end quote. Guess there is no stronger testament to freedom of the press than the words of the Founding Fathers, included in the very First Amendment to the Constitution. And, based on my conversations with the folks we've just heard, We, the people, still share those beliefs as much as the founders did almost two and a half centuries ago. I'm National Press Club member David Melendi. Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to Update One Podcast. That's Update the Number One Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One. Update One.